Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer for March 25th, 2023. I'm Jason Smith, and in this, this week's podcast, we have a tribute to a local legend who left a mark on Route 66, an historic bridge that is for sale, plus a couple ambitious projects involving suspension bridges. Plus, the life of one historic bridge is coming to an end, span by span. Here are the stories you'll be listening to. Historic Hayden Bridge in Oregon for sale. An open house scheduled for April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke. Historic Nice Memorial Bridge over the Potomac coming down, span by span. The same applies with the Pierre Marquette Bridge in Port Huron, Michigan. Ambitious projects for a suspension bridge in Lower Saxony and in Italy, as well as a covered bridge in Michigan. And, apart from some headlines, we pay tribute to a local hero who played a key role in restoring Route 66 in Kansas, and with that, two historic bridges in his hometown of Galena. Now the news. Springfield, Oregon. A historic rail-to-trail bridge with Phoenix columns and ornamental portal bracings is up for sale, and an open house is scheduled at the site on April 1st. And this one is no April Fool's joke here. The Hayden Bridge, built by the Clark and Reeves Company, as well as the Phoenixville Bridge Company, both in Pennsylvania, was built in 1882 in Corinth, Utah. After nine years of service, it was transported to the current location over the Mackenzie River, where it was re-erected in 1901. After serving freight road service for 86 years, it was abandoned in 1987. It sat vacant until working bridges under Julie Bowers bought the structure to be restored in 2018. The bridge has been a pedestrian crossing since 2019, but property and liability disputes between the owner and both the city and Lane County has resulted in Bowers taking the necessary steps to put the bridge on the market. Currently, offers are being accepted to purchase the bridge and the property on both sides of the structure. An open house is scheduled to take place on April 1st from noon until 6 p.m. at the bridge site. Apart from refreshments and some speeches, live entertainment will take place at the site. Please pay attention to the parking when attending the event and consider carpooling or biking there. Information on the event and contact details of the person accepting the orders can be found in an article posted by the Chronicles a few days ago. That link is enclosed in the Newsflyer article. Springfield is located east of Eugene. Newburgh, Maryland Since March 21st, crews have been removing the nice Middleton Memorial Bridge, spanning the Potomac River between Newburgh and Dahlgren in Virginia. The steel through arch span with truss approaches was built in 1940 and was named after late Governor Harry W. Nice and Senator Thomas Mac Middleton. It served traffic until its replacement span opened on October 22nd of last year. Despite opposition from bike advocates and pedestrians, the two states proceeded with their bridge removal last month. After removing the concrete decking, crews started imploding the bridge span by span. The first round took down the approach spans this past Tuesday. More is set to come, although it is unknown when the through-arch main span will be taken down. The steel from the bridge remains will be used to create a series of coral reefs for marine life, especially for oysters. The bridge removal is expected to be completed by June. Port Huron, Michigan Crews have started removing a key icon which had been sitting abandoned in an upright position for almost a half a century. The Pierre Marquette Drawbridge is a Hugo Apt design Baskill Bridge spanning the Black River. Built in 1931 by the American Bridge Company, the 230-foot-long bridge features a worn through truss span of 173 feet 
anchored by a counterweight port whose trusses resemble a triangular shape. The bridge was last used in 1975, when it was then placed in an upright position, the truss band looking upwards, and has remained there ever since. Despite the structure being a popular attraction, and pleased by locals and, and preservationists to keep the bridge as is, the Port Huon Yacht Club is tearing the structure down, as it is expanding its operations. Its claim of the structure being a safety hazard has been refuted, but pressure has been ongoing by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, which had issued the club a permit to demolish the bridge and have the remains removed by April 30th. This may be delayed, for the bridge caught fire on Tuesday, causing damage to the decking. The cause of the bridge was because of the sparks from the torches and saws used to take apart the structure. The fire department was called to the scene at 11 a.m. to put out the blaze. No one was hurt in the fire. Despite attempts to work with the fire department to ensure the demolition continues on schedule, the City Commissioner David Haynes has issued a day stating in an interview, Based on today's events, work on the Pierre Marquette Railroad Bridge will cease until a combustible materials removal plan and or fire protection plan is submitted in writing to the City of Port Huron. Close quote. When the demolition work will continue remains open. The Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest. And now, some short headlines. Fire was set on an abandoned bridge in the Shakan area of Sapor in Kashmir on Monday. An iron bridge had been abandoned to vehicles since 1999 and closed off to pedestrians in 2019 after a pier collapsed. The police is investigating the cause of the blaze, yet plans are already in the making to remove the entire structure by the end of this week. In Aztec, New Mexico, a single-span Pratt through truss bridge is about to be restored and reincorporated into a walking trail. The Cedar Hill Bridge, built by Illinois Steel in 1904, will receive new decking and repairs done to the structure and abutments at a cost of $600,000. The San Animas River crossing is one of the rare examples of historic truss bridges that has aged really well with very little rust and or corrosion. Weather permitting, the bridge will be open to hikers and pedestrians this summer. In Glauchel, Saxony, Germany, an exhibit is being prepared to commemorate the 100th birthday of one of its most iconic bridge structures. The Scherberg Bridge is one of three bridges that crosses steep ravines carrying a street connecting the railroad station with the city center. Photos and info are being collected and prepared for the event that will take place at the former cinema south of the bridge on April 29th. That's the date when the bridge opened to traffic for the first time 100 years ago. And for those who have been trying to download photos and or look up information on historic and unique bridges on bridgehunter.com, patience is needed. The website is currently down due to maintenance, but is part of a bigger plan to modernize the website completely. Bridgehunter.com was created by James Bond in 2002, but was taken over upon its unexpected passing by the Historic Bridge Foundation in 2021. How long Bridgehunter.com will be down remains open, but the Chronicles will keep you posted and will inform you as soon as the website is back online. Now back to the news stories. Hannover, Münden, Germany. A campaign to save a unique suspension bridge in the Three Rivers city in Lower Saxony has been launched in hopes that the state and local governments will heed to their demands. The Munich Suspension Bridge was built in 1980, replacing a similar span built in 1898 but was torn down in 1979. It spans the River Fulda. Since last fall, the bridge has been closed to pedestrians due to structural concerns. This has sparked concerns by residents who demand that the bridge be reopened to allow people to cross the river as it serves as a shortcut to schools and businesses located nearby. 
The bridge was last fixed in 2015, but it was considered a temporary one. A structural and cultural heritage evaluation is being carried out to determine the structural condition and integrity of the bridge. Recommendations will then be made based on the findings. It is hoped that the bridge is historically significant enough to be listed as a technical historical site, in German, Denkmalschutz, which will open up funding to restore it. And, uh, hope it, and there's hope that the rest restoration of the bridge is considered as well. The story is ongoing, and the Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest. Hanomische Münde is located southwest of Göttingen and northeast of Kassel in the state of Hesse. The city of 24,000 inhabitants is located at the junction of the Fulda and Vera rivers, which merged to become the Weser. Rome, Italy. It took 50 years of talks and 12 years of planning. Now the plans and dreams of connecting the island of Sicily with mainland Italy will become a reality. Italy's Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni signed a decree this past week to start construction of the Cable State Suspension Bridge that will span the strait that connects the Ionian Sea and the Tyrrhenian Sea. The 3.2-kilometer-long structure is supposed to be the longest of its kind in the world and will carry a motorway connecting Messina on the Sicily side and Rigo Calabria on the Italy side. It will feature six lanes of traffic, three in each direction, plus two railroad tracks in the middle. The plan was championed by the Minister of Transport Matteo Savini, even though it has been met with protests by environmentalists and local businesses that rely on the ferry service connecting the two cities. Construction is set to begin at the end of next year and should be completed at 2028. The cost of the project is yet to be determined. Centerville, Michigan The longest covered bridge in Michigan is about to get a complete makeover. The Langley Covered Bridge spans St. Joseph River between Lockport and Nottawa Townships and has a total span of 282 feet long, or 86 meters. It was built by Pierce Bodmer in 1887 and it was named after a family who established a farm nearby. A contract has been awarded recently to Grand Haven-based Allen Corporation at a cost of $3.2 million. Planned for the restoration is that the cover bridge will be stripped down to the trusses with the roof being removed. At the same time, the steel components will then be replaced, as well as wooden decking, piers, and abutments. The bridge will be repainted before the sections are reassembled. County officials ex expect that, uh, to give the bridge another 100 years of life once the project is completed by the end of the year. At the time of this post, more than 2,000 cars use the bridge a day. Yet, when the cover bridge is close to traffic, Mullerists are asked to use the crossing at Angelvine Road, a mile east of Covered Bridge Road, where the bridge is located. That road was recently repaved in anticipation of the increase in traffic when the work starts on the structure. The Covered Bridge is located in St. Joseph County in Centerville, which is 15 miles east of the Three Rivers and 10 miles north of the Indiana border. And our last story in this week's podcast takes us to Galena, Kansas where residents, preservationists, and enthusiasts of Route 66 recently said goodbye to a local legend. Patrick Collins was a lifelong resident of Galena who worked in law enforcement for almost a half century before retiring in 2019. But one of his biggest accomplishments was working with members of the Route 66 community, especially with the association in Kansas, in restoring 13.2 miles of highway to its original glory. This included the restoration of the Galena Viaduct, which crosses the MKT Railroad, and that was redone in 2011 and was named in its honor in 2021. He was also influential in the restoration of the Marsh Arch Bridge over the Brush Creek, known as the only marsh through arch bridge along the Mother Road. 
Route 66 ran from Chicago to Los Angeles, passing through eight states and the cities of St. Louis, Springfield, Tulsa, and Santa Fe. It was decommissioned completely by 1985, yet one can travel long sections of it to this day. Patrick Collins died on March 15th at the age of 75 and was laid to rest this past Monday in Galena. The Chronicles has a tribute to him, which you can read. Just click on the link. Our thanks to Pat Collins and for his work, for the people, and for Route 66. God bless you. And that's it for this week's edition of the Bridgetown's Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith. You can subscribe to the Bridgetown's Chronicles directly online, as well as through the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you can find it, on Spotify, Apple, and other resources. Until next week, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we meet again. Take care. Bye now.